Hey everybody, you are tuned in to the show All About Dads, where we discuss all of our successes and failures while heading down this crazy parenting life. This week, we wrap up Season 1 of In Dad We Trust with a very special interview, one that will probably hit you in all the feels. Zach couldn't be with us this week, but he sends his best regards and is already busy planning Season 2. Now, with a little podcast magic, we will zip over to my studio, where I am having a nice conversation with a local high school coach. All right, welcome back to In Dad We Trust. Today, we have a special guest, Mr. Bradley Stevens. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks Uh, for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, I call him Coach Stevens, because (laughs) he is uh, a coach, and he is a jack-of-all-trades coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, This man has coached uh, seemingly all sports at Strawn High School. <laughs> he's uh, done football recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done basketball, softball. Uh, he's the PE and health teacher out there. That's right. Uh, and he really gets to mold some young men and women uh, in his job. So we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, but he is also uh, married to Jesse Stevens for nine years now and uh, working on that 10-year anniversary. That's right. Uh-huh. We're going right. to talk about what you got planned for that. Well, okay. You got yes, right. you got to have something for that. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh so uh, he has two daughters, Clara who's 6 and Catherine who is 3. And uh, we have some you know, different things to talk about on yep. on the on the girls subject. Um, so we'll we'll start there. Um, you know, Clara is 6. Um, you were married three years before she came right. along. Uh, how how were you thinking? Was that a good amount of time to wait to have kids? Yes, like I, I, yeah, like and um, it was kind of interesting, like kind of how all that kind of worked out because you know I was kind of like you know I'm I'm one of three, so um, you know I'm not gonna say I came from like a large family, but I mean you know so I was kind of you know kids and at that time when we got married I was I was elementary PE at um, at Pleasant Home. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, it's kind of like we would talk about kids and, and Jesse, she's way more level headed than I am, but she, you know, she's like, why don't, you know, we'll, you know, let's be married for a while, you know, and great advice. Like, I mean, you know, coming from your wife, you know, obviously, you know, but just to be able to, you know, we had that opportunity of the first two years for sure, you know, and then of course going into pregnancy with, with Clara, like, of just being able to it just be us and like kind of focus on us like you're not rushing from you know newlyweds to now oh yay we're parents yeah. you know so like that was that was a stuff you know that was kind of a you know planned thing obviously and you know it was a definitely a good decision and now you, know? you can lean back on those times and yeah. I remember the you know the times and the- <laughs> yeah there's some days <laughs> that like you're like man when we actually used to do that yeah. like you know like you know because it's you know with Clara you know she's she's awesome like she but she is like a huge ball of energy you know and uh, but she she loves life she loves um just being on the go and i think she gets that more from me yeah. uh like I, I i i like to stay busy you know and and you know she's funny because now she's in school and uh and so like you know we're like okay clara you know you don't have school tomorrow and you know like if i were to tell that tell that to my high school kids like yeah you know no school yeah. you know her she's like what really you know and, and, 
friends. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't. I'm gonna miss my friends. It's boring at home. Yeah. Like you know, she says stuff like that. So saying it's um, boring at home. I guess I yeah. tell the story. Uh, Coach Stevens lives across the street from me. Yeah, yeah. And yep. Uh, and the man is always working on his yard, and he just puts mine <laughs> to shame. And I'm embarrassed to even like walk in my yard because of him. I don't know about that. Uh, but, but thanks to his beautiful yard, his daughter, I will be driving through the neighborhood, and all of a sudden I'll see her out like having a picnic by herself out in the yard. <laughs> yes. And especially with yes. Christmas, I remember there was a time when, when you had a bunch of pretty lights yep. shine on yep. the house, and, mm-hmm. and she brought her little picnic table yep. out there, and, and I was like, what you doing? I'm just having a picnic. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If she can be outside, you know, she really enjoys like being, you know, whether it be the front yard, backyard you know, entertaining, that's what she's going to do, you know? So yeah, that's, that's Clara. She, she, you know, she loves being on the go for sure. You know? All right. So to get down to the nitty gritty, uh, would you say that your wife did most of the, uh, raising or have you had like, (laughs) cause you're, you're a hard one. You work a lot. My, Uh, my wife definitely takes the majority uh, as bad as it sounds like you know she definitely takes a majority like she she busts her tail like i mean um i would say yes like so majority just, just, I, I hate using the word raising but it sounds yeah yeah it sounds that, terrible, raising is a little but, too, too far off. Uh, but yeah like, but like the but, diaper but, change, yeah. did you get to change no i diapers? changed diapers okay. yeah, yeah yeah you know um and we'll you know Catherine's still in diapers and so yeah i mean we'll you know i changed diapers now there was a while like you know and that's you know we'll kind of talk about that especially because it is still about clara so like her being the first child you know her coming home first of all you know we were like what in the world have we done yeah. like you know you're like there's this human being we have to take care of it like mm-hmm. this is not your pet dog like you know like you can't just send it outside it can't you know? do nothing yeah, for it can't, itself. it can't do anything <laughs> and um and so like for the you know for the first time like you know you like i you know honestly like at the um, at the hospital, I was the first one to change the first poopy diaper, nice. you know, which is like that tar, yeah. you know, oh, stuff. It's so you know, it, yeah, it's, it is weird looking. Like, is that supposed to come out? Yeah, of that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know, I did, and then um, but where it kind of changed was when we actually started eating food, and then the smell started happening. And that was like, I was like, it, it, that took some adjustments. Like, you know, you've seen like the videos of like, you know, I wanted to be the dad that like was in the hazmat suit. You know, I don't know if you remember those <laughs> yeah. like, videos where the dad's in the hazmat suit. Like I wanted to be that guy because yeah. it's like, I can have a rebreather and I don't have to smell this. Yeah. Like, you know, but you get used Close to it. Yeah. <laughs> Close hanger on your nose, you know, all that. But, um, but yeah, you know, change diapers, you know, did all that. And, uh, and so, you know, for her, like, you know, she just kind of grew up you know just seems way too fast you yeah. know it's hard to believe she's already six and i feel like i have like this like little adult running around you know she's just like a little mini version of an of you know a, a woman in yeah. the house now you know but um but yeah so to go from baby years and changing diapers and doing everything i mean you're still doing those even at six um you know but things are changing and it's it's kind of um it's different, yeah. you know, like, you know, which, you know, I know you have a son mm-hmm. and, but like with, with my daughter, you know, things are kind of like, you know, used to like giving her a bath was not that big of a deal. Now it's like, you know, I kind of want mom to give me a bath, yeah, yeah. you know, and like, you know, and that's a maturity thing. Yeah. And so that's, and that's, it's normal, but it, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, takes a little bit of adjusting, but that's still, 
it goes back to when we start talking about, you know, if we want to use the word raising or whatever, like it goes back on Jesse, yeah. you know, because she's got to take, you know, take care of this, take care of that. It's that you maternal know, instinct. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we have to learn that stuff. Yeah. We have to learn that stuff. And <laughs> from them usually. Yeah. From them. And it's usually through a lot of tongue lashings, yes. you know, every once in a while, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I'll say that. Oh yeah, I wasn't so. supposed to do it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. So, um, do you have like a, a certain memory that sticks out in your mind of uh, Clara? That uh, like just a moment where you were like, "Wow, like that's mine." Oh man. Um, Put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, um, for her, like, I guess like it, there's just so many times. Um, but, you know, I think it's just kind of really the fun aspect. Like, she loves to have fun. And, like, I'm just reminded that, like, she's mine regularly, you know, because that's how I am. Like, um, you know, even as a coach, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm intense. I want things done a certain way. But yeah. then I still like to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, um, you know. Because they're and, kids. Yeah, they're, that's right. They're kids. And so so I enjoy that. And, and so I'm reminded, you know, because there are days, I mean, I'll just be honest, like, you know, I come home, I'm dog tired, but what does she want to do? She wants to play. She mm-hmm. wants to have fun. Yeah. And uh, and I can honestly say, like, some of my shortcomings are that I don't give more fun, mm-hmm. when even though I feel wore out. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, and so, you know. That's so hard that, for most dads. I yeah. And, and uh, but, it, but it's something that, like, I, I you know, I try to work on. I'm not saying, you know, I'm nowhere close to being where I want to be. Yeah. But. But it, it is something, but yeah, that's something that I think, you know, like that reminds me pretty regularly. Like just, it's not really just like the, the one time that I was like, oh man, that's my kid. It's, it was, it's just, uh, you know, like I'll see her and she's just, you know, wanting to do, wanting to go, you know, and, and, and those things are kind of becoming even more because like, you know, when she was really, really little, I mean, she's still a little now, but you know, growing up, you know, it was more like mama, 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 mama. And, and she still is that way. But then there's times like, and I guess it kind of makes me feel good when like, I'm like, I'm about to walk outside and she yells daddy. And then she says, what are you about to do? And I say, well, I'm about to go and then fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And then the next question is, can I go? Yeah. And so, and, and slowly converting to a daddy's girl. That's right. I'm trying to, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, you know, at first, like, you know, you, you fight the initial instinct of, no, I kind of want some alone time to no, come on, because yeah. you know, you want her there with you, you want her to, you know, and that's the thing. Like I try to get her to try to enjoy some of the things that like maybe I enjoy. So like there's, there's common ground. I mean, just because she is a girl and mm-hmm. I'm a man and, you know, sometimes things are just starkly different in, yeah. in interest, you know. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I get reminded pretty regularly, I'll just say that. And, so. that, and mine's uh, still younger, uh, two and a half years old. But yeah. but my favorite thing is just whenever you come to the house and he just comes running yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah. Daddy! And yeah. I can honestly say he, right now he's a daddy's boy. Because luckily <laughs> with my job... He's home with me a yeah. lot more than Shauna. She works eight to five at a, a Wells Fargo and op, and okay. uh, and so she, you know, doesn't get home, you know, most of the time. So when I'm there with him, you know, he'll go to daycare a couple of days a week, but he's sure. with me like nonstop. So it's like always, Daddy yep. this, Daddy that, and I just love hearing my name. Say, That's awesome. Just, you can say Daddy yep. all day. Yeah, and, and I don't get tired of it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so uh, Catherine, you had a, a few more uh, issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about Catherine. Okay, so, ooh, um, so 
Um, Catherine was, um, you know, of course she came along three years, you know, roughly about three years later. Um, and you know, pregnancy, things seemed to be going pretty good. Um, you know, all of that. And then, um, you know, she ends up being, you know, like with Clara, you know, everything was natural. Like, I mean, um, you know, the nurses were even like, you guys have like a storybook, you know, birthing, whatever that is. I've never read a storybook on birthing, but, you know, but then, but then Catherine comes along and things were a little bit different. She, um, my wife, uh, had some placenta previous stuff. And, um, so that was, uh, different. And, and then, so then now, you know, that kind of changed for me because they're like, look, there's blood, you know, my wife comes home and tells me about it because, you know, on the day that she finds out about that, of course, I'm, you know, working or something. Like, I just didn't, you know, second child, things are a little bit different, yeah. I guess. But, um, and she, you know, tells me about all this and she's like, you know, I don't know, they're not sure if this will change, but we're probably not going to be able to have her the same because if we do natural, we run the risk of a bleed out. And so like in my mind, I'm like, so am I going to be that dad that's got to choose between my child or my wife? You know, I mean, that was like, that's like what rushed through my brain, you know? And so that was like the first time of anything different. Right. Um, and of course this is just something that's happening inside the belly. Just in just development. Yep. Just in, in utero, you know, and, and, but they're like, you know, this, this happens. It's, you know, they, you know, they put it, you know, at that time, Dr. Browning was, was our, was our doctor then. And, uh, and he, you know, kind of told Jesse that like everything, you know, this is, you know, not like this, like ultra uncommon thing. Right. And so it was like, you're just going to have to be more like, you don't have to get a C-section. So we're like, okay. And, uh, so your fears a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It eases it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right, we're, you know, we're fine here. And interesting story about that. So, you know, with me coaching, I am day of, right? The, you know, because with C-section, everything's like planned, right? Yeah. Like they're like, okay, yeah. you're going to come in day. on this day, you know, be here 8 a.m., you know, whatever, yeah. you know. We'll take the day off. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. So so you, you get up, you go, and, you know, I'm with Jesse. She's getting ready, and they're like, okay, we're going to take her back, and then we'll bring you back when it's time for us to start doing a surgery. So I come – you know, they finally called me back there and I, you know, I'm like, you know, prepared for my second child. And all of a sudden I hear, you know, don't see them. And I hear, Hey coach in the C-section room. Right. Room. Yeah. And come to find out I was one of my former ball players that's in there with me. Yeah. And so basketball and, girls. No, it was one of my former football players. Oh, fo- <laughs> was it a, bo- a it guy? It was a guy. A guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and and I don't think and Jesse didn't really realize it at the time and uh, and so it, you know and and Who's of course still there for this yeah baby? yeah yeah so then it turns and I'm like oh great you know <laughs> and, and but you know to this day like that young man like I, I literally I saw him like yesterday was my birthday so and I saw him we went ate at Big Mike's and he was there and so and we actually just had this conversation like last night That's about great. this whole this whole deal I was like hey did you see you know and she was like yeah I still can't talk to him <laughs> he's <laughs> and, seen everything yeah it's, it's over <laughs> yeah um, but uh, but anyway but you know and but for whatever reason like just knowing that he was in there it made me feel better yeah like you know because i'm like oh okay you know and uh so c-section happens you know Catherine is in this world and she was a big baby like you know she was 
Uh, I think she was, I want to say like 22 inches, and then she was nine pounds. Nine pounds. Yeah, so she, she was a big one, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so if I remember that correctly, you know, if my wife hears this, she'll probably correct me. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so it, you know, things seemed to be going fine. And uh, and then I was holding her one evening, and uh, like you know, they keep them underneath the I call it the the warmer heat yeah. lamp, whatever. Uh, it kind of looks like one of those things, fast food restaurant. Yeah, and you know, so and uh, I'm just holding her. And I think I just got finished like uh, changing her diaper, and I'm just you know sitting there, and I'm like, man, something is not right. Like like she's cold. Like she was she was cold yeah, and touch. like to the touch like in her like her her feet were like rural purple her hands were turned purple her hands were cold her feet were cold and i was just like you know this is not right like she was kind of lethargic acting mm-hmm. you know and so like i talked to the nurse like on the day shift they're like oh no big deal that's normal like blood's just gotta circulate through okay well then we get to the evening you know and this is when i was holding her again and and uh i you know i talked to even i was like look i was like something it's strange like it's it's not the same like you know it's like it's not the same as my first child like you know and so um they finally they they check her temperature rectally and uh she was um she was hypothermic so like we're like thanks to you i mean well yeah i mean yeah i mean it was just like yeah we caught it you know and i was just like you know so they're like well look we're going to keep her under the the little warming lamp And because for whatever reason, something's not like she's not regulating her body temperature. Yeah. So anyway, um, one of the local doctors was there that he was like kind of the hospitalist. He did a fantastic job. And and here's the thing like uh, that's really cool. And, you know, as far as, you know, for me and how God works for me uh, or it will really in general, I'll just say Um, one, uh, we were able to find that out. You know, but two, um, whenever like I, you know, I kind of had to like, like we put her underneath the warming lamp. They're like, we're going to take her. Mm-hmm. And so they, they pull her out of our room and, uh, uh Dr. Bong was the doctor mm-hmm. and, um, he was like, we're going to put her through some tests, but we've got to get an IV, um, things like that. And of course, when I hear IV, I'm like, you know, yeah. what the world, like, this is not Little good, baby. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I like I had to kind of clear my head, like, and they were like, and they were talking. They were like, we don't really know who we can get to get an IV, like, you know, the idea, you know, you hear them talking about it. And then a little bit later, I'm walk be walking down the hallway, and um, Chris Blatz comes walking by, and uh, I taught both his daughters at school, and he was like, "Welcome to the daughter club," yeah. and you know, and uh, and so we just kind of talked and come to find out he was one that was able to get Catherine and get her IV going like he was the one they called wow and so and I just you know it was one of those like you kind of break down you know and I was just like thank you you know and he was like no problem you know all that and he just kind of put me put me at ease best part about living in those small towns yeah stories so yeah so like you know and I was just like you know took care of me Mm -hmm. right and so, you know, and it's just like God's way of just kind of showing like, look, I'm still in charge. I'm still here. This is not good, but I'm still here. Yeah. And, you know, he's and putting the right people. in. The, front yeah, of that's right. And he, he has them there. So have that. That happens. So now we got to fast forward. Um, so things seem to be going 
pretty well. Like they just thought, well, maybe she just has some form of an infection. Um, sometimes babies get those and it just causes them to have a hard time like regulating their body temperature. You know, it has something to do with like something in the brain. I just remember Dr. Bong telling me about all that stuff. And then um, I was like, well, okay, we finally get to bring her home. They're like, just keep an eye on her temperature, you know, keep her wrapped up. You know, you might need to keep the house a little bit warmer than you normally do. You know, things like that. Minor, you know, inconveniences yeah. of life, you know, all that stuff. Well, things are plugging along. And um, and then it was roughly around, let's see, Catherine ends up. So we fast forward. Catherine's like, that's, that's May. So, so she was around six months, I'll just say. So I got to seven. But Somewhere it was around, around yeah, it was around there, six, seven months. And um, I'm, it's basketball season, um, and at this time, like, uh, you know, I'm at Strawn at this time, and uh, I'm coaching at a tournament. It was Saturday. It was a Brantley tournament. I'll never forget it. It's roughly around December 15th, 16th. And um, I'm in the middle of a game, and um, we're getting ready to coach. I, none of this is, you know, don't know anything about anything. And all of a sudden, Dr. Baldwin, who is a family friend of ours, that's our pediatrician, uh, in Brantley's gym, I don't know if you've ever been there, but like they have like basically just these like glass doors that like you open up and then you walk right into the gym. And our bench was closest to those doors. And Pleasant Pleasant Homes girls were in that tournament at the same time. She was just kind of, you know, they were there. But Gabriel comes like... Just it was, you know, I never will forget this. I'm like on this end of the bench. The doors are on this end, at the opposite end. And it's like they just bust open. I turn, look, I see Gabriel, and she looks at me and says, "You have to come with me right now." Oh lord! And, and I'm in the middle of a game. Yeah, like you know, I'm stop like, a game. Yeah, like, no, tell me yeah, what's going yeah, through your so mind. So I'm right like, there. Well, I have no idea what's going on. And so, like, I think there was, like, a timeout. I think I, think, I, think I called timeout or something, you know, because I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I look at, um, I think, I, I can't remember if I had an assistant there. I don't even remember. Yeah. And I was like, somebody else has to take over the game. Yeah. I tell the boys, I don't know what's happened. And, but I get told, like, Gabriel's like, you have to come with me right now. It's Catherine. And so I just, like, I lose it kind of, like, you Drop know. everything. Yeah. And so I just tell them, look, I don't know what's wrong with my kid. But if something wrong with my kid, I'm not coaching anymore right yeah. now. And I leave. Like, I walk out, go into the foyer, and my principal now, who's was the assistant principal there, Mr. Cobb was there. And he was kind of with me, and Gabriel was like, look, um, your family friend, which was Corey, Brian, and, and I know you know Corey. Yes. And um, she's like, I've called Corey. He's on his way up here to pick you up now. Because I had, you know, as a coach, you have to drive the bus. You don't, you know, so – um, she was like, he's on his way. She's like, I don't want you to like over panic or anything, but she's like, Catherine just had a seizure and you know, like five, six months. And the seizure, which was scary was my wife was, she was breastfeeding at the time and middle breastfeeding. Um, she noticed that Catherine like got stiff kind of, you know, like something wasn't going right. She pulls away, looks at her. And her lips were blue, which tells you, like, no oxygen. Not circulating. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, she tells me that, of course, now I'm like, what? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, like, is my kid about to die? You know, what? And so, anyway, um, hop in the truck. Of course, we end up at Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart, they were were great. 
um, as far as just kind of taking care of her, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. They really couldn't figure it out, but, um, you know, there was just some things that were just kind of off. And so um, I'll have to kind of rewind because I kind of got a few things backwards, which was prior to the seizure, JC and I had been given, like, you know, you get those, like, head growth charts, you know, and we had found out that, like, Catherine was in, like, the lower end, like, of, it was fast. not growing like it needed to. Mm-hmm. And so I'll kind of say that because I'd already told the other part, but, and then that's when the seizure happened, you know. So now we're, we're at Sacred Heart. We tell them about all those things. We find out, you know, she's what they call hypertonic, which means she has low muscle tone, um, you know, and they're, they're doing everything they can to, like, try to figure it out. And this kind of goes on for a while, like, we get seizure meds, we use seizure meds, and then, like, we went from, like, she would sleep some, and then, like, would be up 2, 3 a.m., but, like, she'd be up at 2 or 3 a.m., and then it's up for the day. Like, yeah. not, like, we can get her back to sleep. You don't get the naps like, anymore. Right? No, it's just, like, like, she's up. Usually that's know? around, like, 2 or 3 when that's you right. lose naps. Yeah. So that's tough. And so, so like, you know, we had to deal with that, and then it was a lot. Like, we, we ended up making, like, two or three more, like, in the middle of the night trips because, like, she had a seizure you know, things like that. And it was just, Sacred Heart was just not, like, they, they would try to treat, and then it just, it was like, just more of the same. And then finally, we just made a decision. Uh, one night, um, Jesse had a friend of hers that, um, she was a neurologist, like, for an adult, and she was at UAB. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be telling this, but it'll be all right. So, and basically, like, She'd been kind of hearing about Catherine's situation. And she said, well, I'll tell you what I would do. And she's like, if it was my child, she's like, the next time she has a seizure, she's like, I would just drive her to Children's, go to the emergency room. They have to admit you yeah. and force them. Like, don't wait for an opening to see a neurologist because it can be six months, you know, whatever. And basically, that's kind of what happened. And so we head up, like, yeah. in the middle of the night because she had a seizure and uh, and it, you got to know you can't wait eight months to find that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's out. right. Yeah, so we, you know, we head up like you know, and it was in the middle of the night. You know, I'm like getting it. You know, and yeah. and uh, we we get there got and the flashers on. Yeah, get out, the way. <laughs> get out the way. You know, and uh, and so we we head on and we get there. You know, Jesse goes in, and at this time, like Catherine's doing okay, but like she's you know very congested, very everything we explained to them kind of what happened and you know i still go back to you know you're you know people might think this is kind of weird but like it's it's just how god works i just think like you don't want your child to have a seizure but she has a seizure in the emergency room well now we're no longer having to wait two three hours in an emergency room we go straight back mm-hmm. and so that happens we go straight back they give us a room and then we get admitted not long after that and of course they're treating her with like seizure meds and and getting all that under control um because the she had had the longest seizure up to that point was like close to like she was like it was close to you know an hour or so like it it took um a one hour long seizure like on and off, like you would like you would be like see stop see stop yeah. see stop like I mean it was bad, yeah. um, and that was like her first like kind of really big one like Oof. it was like a, a that was a big one um, and that was that was one where um, like Gabriel had to like actually literally put the IV in at her office and that doesn't normally happen. Um, Just but up thinking yeah, about it, like yeah, if it, mixing yeah. started seizing, what I would do yeah. like 
You, are yeah. you just like losing your mind? I can only imagine. Yeah, well, you know, it goes back to like what we talk about with the raising stuff. You know, I'm not at home because of work, mm-hmm. and Jesse's having to deal with every bit of that, yeah. like until I can get there, you know, and then it's both. You like, you share the pain, but she's had to deal with the majority of it. You Before know? we continue on the yeah. Catherine story, I want to ask. Uh, about Wonder Woman, your wife. Um, does, does, <laughs> does yeah. she, has she worked before? Um, yeah, like yes. So she she worked for the Children's Policy Council. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, prior to now, with her own business, mm-hmm. like she has her own interior design business. Right, so that's what she does so now. That's what she does now. And yeah. Which is probably a good job so, to have. Yep, with, yep. With the daughter. It, it is because she can work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got you know. Um, you know, good clients, like good clientele, you know, um, but that's, that's what she does now. Okay. Um, but during this time, she's actually with the Children's Policy Council with all this, and her boss was like awesome, yeah. like as far as working with her. And because uh, that was Susan Short, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, I know you know Susan, oh, yeah, she's an awesome lady. lady. So, um, you know, so all of that kind of transpired during that time, but now, you know, and that was that was another thing. Like after we kind of go to children's and and we're still trying to figure all this stuff out. You know, Jesse has her degree from Alabama in interior design, and that was when we just kind of, you know, we have a situation with a child, and then we take another risk and saying, look, we're going to leave a job that like you know you're going to get a paycheck. Like you know, I think she's getting paid biweekly, so like biweekly to okay, you're gonna open up your own business and then let's just hope yeah, it's a risk. that it takes off. You know, that, that, that's that what God I was getting blesses. at. Like, yeah, how does God she blesses. handle so, that? Because obviously somebody's got to be at home. That's right. That's right. Pretty and, much nonstop and, now. Yep. And, and yeah. So she, we pray about it. God leads us to her opening up like her, her own business. And, but the other the other side, the godsend is my mother-in-law. So, you know, a lot of men, you know, are like, you just said, what? Stay away from my mother-in-law. Yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> but my mother-in-law is awesome. Like, and um, and she actually, what she did was she got to a point where she was at retirement age. Um, around the time that, like, Catherine started having all of her issues. And uh, so she was able to retire. Like, go, you know, she took her early Social Security at, like, 62. And, uh, and so she's been basically at my house, yeah. you know, like every day, well, not every day, but like, you know, Monday through Friday. But if I have like a, if I have a basketball tournament on the weekend, then she's going to be there Monday through Saturday, you yeah. know, and she helps my wife so you got, a lot. You got Wonder Woman and you got Wonder Grandma. Yeah. Wonder Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they do a fantastic job and, and like, and, uh, my father-in-law, which he's called Grandan. So my mother-in-law's Grandma to Clara and then Grandan is, and his name's Danny. Danny helps out a ton too, but you know he still works. And so, but when he's in town, like he he helps out a ton. Yeah. So like you know, which is awesome for them. They're yeah. getting extra time right. with the kids. That's right. And so they they do. And uh, you know, a lot of times, like you know, Clara is kind of assigned to Danny. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not there, and and then because then that allows like a little bit more free time for my wife and my mother-in-law. Absolutely. So. Um, so yeah, that, that in itself, uh, has been, you know, all in itself, like how God can just kind of orchestrated, you know, he knew that we were and we were being blessed with a child with special needs. Like, um, and I have a friend of mine, uh, which I took over for as far as coaching the girls with coach Kinsall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I bounce a lot of stuff off. Like when I'm struggling, you know, because when you have a child with special needs there, like your life is just, is different, yeah. you know? 
and uh, and he has a son that has special needs as well, and uh, and so you know there, he's just at a different time like and so you know I'm at this end and he's at this end and there's just times like I'll just call him up or like hey you got a moment to talk and we just kind of talk and he kind of explained it to me this way he said he had somebody explain it to him he said for you know God was gracious enough to say I believe that these people can handle this child and then they give us that child and so that's kind of it. It's not easy. Yeah. I will say that. Like, it's not easy to say. But he knows you can handle it. Uh, yes, uh, apparently. You're the right like, people. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and I don't say that arrogantly because I don't want that. To, that doesn't. No, I don't mean that. Like that. Like I'm a like better dad or anything <laughs> like that because I I'm not. But, um, so you know we end up with that. Um, but you know as far as the things with Catherine and then, um. You know, after we've gone through like a lot of testing and things like that, we finally get genetic testing. Yes. So it and turns out yep. we find out that uh, it's got its own. It's really it's rare and it's nobody knows rare. what it is. So this is how they even say it. It's H three F three A gene mutation. Correct. So it's you know it hadn't even been named yet. Nope. Uh, you were saying relating it to like Luke Eric's disease where they named it after him because he had he was, it, you know, yeah. in a high profile case with it. That's right. And, uh, and eventually one day this will get named, I imagine, mm-hmm. when more people have it. But right now only 43 cases of it. In, uh, as far as in the, well, in the, um, the study. In the case so, study that they're working on. Because, yeah, because uh, when she had her, when we did the genetic testing stuff, um, all that got sent off. And, of course, they found wherever that gene is like you know you have that gene we have that gene it's just her gene mutated yeah and so um when they found that like uab was like huh and then in their office they knew that so they call it chop which is children's hospital philadelphia they knew someone that was doing a research on this gene so they messaged like they call us they're like this is what we found this is what we see and then a little bit later they call us back and they're like chop is we found out has this but we've got to send her blood to up there they've got to do their own testing to kind of confirm it and so at that time that's what they did they were like yep perfect match you know um delayed you know basically there's like just like a list of like basically delays and this was like the gut punch like especially for me um and and it was for jesse too um, which was when they they start telling us like this is what we have found like they're like we have found that sixty people in the world have this gene mutation mm-hmm. like so far in our research but they're like this research is not recognized by the medical community yeah. like because like you the way in which they described it you have to write the paper do the research paper and then you just have to get it published in a medical journal. Then you have to work towards starting to get like the funds to finish doing more research and then to like start getting awareness out. Like these are the symptoms. This is what you look for, you know, and then, you know, this is what your child possibly could have. But when they when they told us this, you know, we have, you know, like I said, she was kind of like the last one to get in on this research or, you know, where there be this paper. Or I don't really know how to really kind of describe it, but like yeah. the research paper. Um, they were like of the ones that we have found this was the hard part. They said, your child will have a 50-50 chance to ever walk. Like, so I'm like, okay, 50-50. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, so then I'm like, okay. But the hard part, and it still gets me to this day, was when they said, 
um, she will only have a 35% chance to ever say one or more words. Yeah, that is, that is tough. You know. Because walking, you can deal with but not yeah, being able to communicate. Yeah, not being able to communicate, That's right? That's really tough. Um, and so that 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 hit hard, yeah. like real hard. Keep you up at night yeah. hard. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm like, you know, uh, what do we do? Yeah. You know, of course, you know, from you know, you just you start praying. You're like, you know, God, please, you know. And but God reminded me uh, that He was like, Bradley, this is this is the percentages based on the forty three. And and what the research people told us was, they feel like there's way more people out here with this genetic oh, mutation, yeah. but people like they could be older because like there's a spectrum of people even in within the research, uh, in ages and everything like that, and uh, they were like it's it's a uh, you know they feel like once if the information comes out, people are like well well shucks like my kid had. And they start filling it in, and then maybe like then they're like, hey, and then maybe more testing will get done, and then bam. More. So then the maybe these, you know, may yeah. And so, so that's kind of where we are, um, as far as as far as like with Catherine, um, you know, Catherine, uh, you know, kind of like a day to day thing. Like she uh, she still aspirates, so like um, she can't drink by mouth. Uh, we found that out like later, like you know, she kept getting like a lot of pulmonary issues and stuff and then they finally do a swallow test and the swallow test came back inconclusive and then finally they they decided you know she was really really sick um it was like she got the flu one year and uh, on top of everything on top of everything else and uh this was probably let's see it was two years ago so she was like one and uh she's the Jesse and of course, you know my mother-in-law and Catherine. They're all in Birmingham, and this was like for the better part of like month and a half, two months. Yeah, you know, and they they they're doing all kinds of things. Well, they have like an NG tube, which is a tube that like basically runs from the nose down into the stomach, and it like runs all the way in. And we're giving her a formula that way because they found out she was aspirating. We're like, but then like she'll cough and then the tube was coming back up, oh, you know? No. So, I mean, there's like, you know, we're just like, look, I, you know, one, I was like, I can't be trying to run a tube back down my child's throat, no. you know, from her nose, Mm-mm. you know, hard enough and it's hard. Like yeah. That. And so, so, you know, when, you know, we kind of touched on this too, like, you know, I guess it was, I think it was last week or the week before, like it was, um, like feeding tube awareness uh, week or something, and, and so Catherine has a G tube, um, and so that's what that led to. So they they were like, we think we need just need to put a G tube in, which is just basically a, she has like a we call it a button on the outside of her stomach, runs into her stomach, and then that's how we give her like she's still on like a formula, mm-hmm. and so she gets the nutrients. So she gets her nutrients now. She can eat baby food like that's what's strange. Like she can eat baby food. She doesn't aspirate baby food, but like. We can't like give her like water, like so like. And as she grows, you know, she's gonna need and, the important yeah, that's right. stuff. And so that's how the G. So she ends up with a G tube. Um, at the time, like you know, you look at those things, you're like, you know, this is terrible. Yeah. 
But now we're like, man, this is a blessing because we're not having like, you know, her pulmonary stuff is not. Yeah, you're struggling to get food not, in her. Yeah, not, I mean, and, you can't yeah. get those nutrients. And so now we're getting, we're getting that. Her, you know, we're not fighting like flu, pneumonia, She's anything like that. She's getting stronger. She's getting stronger. And uh, so, so that happened. So now we'll fast forward to like 2020, you know, the year of like, you know. As the they world say, ends. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> And, 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 you know, I've become interim head football coach at Shrine and this uh, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big community. deal, big deal here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, anyway, in the middle of the season, you know, COVID's been going around, you know, I'm, I'm doing what, you know, I'm being told, you know, I'm wearing a mask and mm-hmm. weight room, you know, stuff. And, uh, and after a game, uh, you know, something happened and then like, it was like by Tuesday or the following week. Um, I'm starting to develop symptoms. Like I'm like, oh, you know, and so I, you know, try to quarantine, you know, quarantine. Well, it doesn't take long after that. Jesse gets it, you know, and then, and then Catherine gets it. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. And you know, we actually, we got it about the yeah, same we time. Did. We did. And yeah, that was the first remember, thing that hit my mind is, oh my God, yeah, you know, yeah. his daughters. And, but what was like, um, you know what was crazy about about COVID, like I guess kind of in our in our household, and it, it, you know was, you know I had all like we talked about like the symptoms and stuff, like you know I just kind of felt like I had a bad case of the yeah. flu, whereas Jesse she felt like she kind of had like just like a bad cold, and uh, you know maybe like a little bit of a sinus infection, yeah, and then no, she just bad. loses her taste and smell, yeah. right? And then Catherine, how we figured out that she had it was like she she spiked like a fever like one night just and she screams out and then she seizes and she hadn't had a seizure for like oh. close to a year right and has a seizure and then like we're like oh no you know Not again. and and yeah because we're thinking well something happened yeah. with her meds you know you know which one of you know because she's on three seizure meds you know so we're like what's gonna have to change and then and then all of a sudden like just like seizure treat the seizure and then realize she was running a fever treat the fever and then after that the next day she was perfectly fine yeah because it's not as like, bad on children that's right mm-hmm. and so so I was like wow like she has COVID and I mean you know the seizure was terrible mm-hmm. like you don't want that to happen but that it's just happened something a reaction of, yeah. trying to, of her right. cells trying to fix and it and so so she starts having that and then after that, then all of a sudden something else starts changing. So like we're starting to get kind of on the mend. We're like on the back end of COVID, and we made it through. Yeah, Yay. yeah, right. And um, and of course when we found out Catherine had COVID, like I'm just at my house, and then they kind of go to like my in laws, like their house, and just kind of stay over there. And Jesse calls me. She's like, I think she calls me like on a Friday, and she was telling me about how like it, you know, Catherine's not acting right. She's just kind of not really. Um, no energy, you know, and normally like Catherine, when she's, you know, up, she's like she's moving, she's kicking, you know, she'll, she'll make kind of babbling sounds, you know, stuff like that. And then, uh, but like, she's like, she just, well, I know there's, you know, she just doesn't feel good. And so this goes on. I was like, well, let's just give it a day, you know? So Saturday comes along and she was like, she just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And so she's like, we've already talked. I think this was like a Sunday. Maybe it was a Monday. I don't really remember. But anyway, she ends up taking her Birmingham mm-hmm. just to double check. just tells him to come. I think it was a Sunday because we had to go through the ER. and um, Or she did. 
So, you know, as you call her, Wonder Mom, or, you know, she packs up Catherine, my super mother-in-law, rides with her, and they go to Birmingham. And uh, and so get up there, pull them all, just, like, checks her out or whatever. And they, in, right before they left, they came by and, like, literally like with Catherine like if you can imagine like if you've ever seen like a like literally like a sloth like how slow they move yeah that's how she was moving like like I had to Jesse was like can you just change her diaper so I changed her diaper and she was like when I went to pick her up to give her to Jesse just completely flaccid limp and then when I like because I'll put her head like on my shoulder when I'm like you know carrying her and normally like she'll just kind of reach up she likes like pull hair Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it, yeah and but instead like it was just kind of like this like slow like kind of wrap around the back of my neck slow like motion. extremely slow and i was like she yeah, really we wants gotta, to yeah she's like not yeah. able to and 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 it was just like she was just so lethargic and so we finally they get her to the emergency room and it turns in turns out like her sugar was like somewhere around a thousand so like she goes to like i wonder yeah yeah that's right so she, um, let's see, what is the word they they used? It was um, hypo is too low, so it was like hyper. Um, I can't remember. No, she went into. Uh, is it, no, I don't remember. Anyway, some crazy. Yeah, something like, gl- like glucose, like <laughs> yeah. you know thing, and uh, like way too high. And then that's when we found out they were like she's diabetic, mm-hmm. and so now like Jesse calls me. I won't phone, and I'm like praying, like please, this like it's already like we have enough, yeah. like you know, it's like we have enough, and um, but come to find out, like you know, it's diabetes, and yeah. so so now it's another ton of bricks, another another thing, uh, yeah, one more thing, and so and but it, you know, it's another thing that like you know, my wife, my mother-in-law, you know, they they have to deal with, you know, and so. Um, you know, aside from like feeding through a feeding tube, aside from, you know, making sure we get our meds in. And then now it's, you know, we got to check blood sugar like after, you know, because she gets, she'll get a, a fit like a baby food. Mm-hmm. And then, so you got to check for that. And then you got to check. And then after that, she gets her formula. So then you got to check for that. You got to be careful what she gets fed now. Not really. Just like, it, but you have to keep, you have to keep an eye on the sugars. Okay. So like, uh, so you, you have all those things and, and at that time, like they're like telling Jesse and my mother-in-law, they're like, we're going to make you do it the hard way. So then in case technology messes up, cause it will, they're like, you'll know how to do it. Yeah. And so at first it's like prick for, you know, baby food. So you're bricking, you know, baby food, feed them, you know, give her the insulin, you know, all that stuff. And how then you do with the pricks. She does pretty good. Okay. Like, I mean, like the pricks. Uh, I mean, she didn't like them, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. No, but no you know, she didn't like lose it. Every time right. you pick her no, that? no, okay. no. I, like, and that's that's also like it's funny you bring that up because like Catherine is the happiest child. Like, uh, I mean, you know, she may wake up at like the worst time, and Giggling. we're in the bad mood. Yeah. But but she's like super excited to be what alive. Guys? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like hey, you know. 
and um, and and that's really how she is. Like she's got such a wonderful temperament, and that's uh, where the blessing comes. That's in. right. That is. That's the blessing, and because I mean, you know, but you know, you've you've been there with like the the child. that's like it's like you try to get to go to sleep, and you're tired. They're tired, and you're like. Why won't you go to sleep? But like with her, like she wakes up, she's just like super happy. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's different when you have a happy child as opposed to an irritable child, you know, because, I mean, parents go through that, you oh, know, and it's, it's like it makes things even way more stressful. You know, and right now, uh, being you know, three, she's supposed to be in the horrible stage. That's so. right. She's supposed to be, yeah. but she's not. Like, I mean, she's just, you know, she's just Catherine. And, um, Mixon's but, in the bad stage right now. No, is he? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember those days with Clara, like, you know, and it, it does get better, I promise. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, he's showing signs. Yeah, show yeah <laughs> signs of improvement. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but you know, so Jesse and I, you know, we learned the the long the long way of how to treat diabetes mm-hmm. because what they said was is because Catherine got COVID, it's kind of like people that have the flu. You know, and I kind of explained that to you. That kind of brings about like the symptoms. She's always been diabetic, but like she never had the signs and symptoms. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like boom, there it is. It and just kind of brought thanks it out. Thanks to COVID, you actually thanks know. to COVID, we now know we have a type one diabetic child. And you can help her even better. Now. That's right. Uh, but it that is a process um, because uh, like right now we're still trying to regulate insulin, and they call it the honeymoon period. They say it can last anywhere from like. Uh, you know, three weeks to like a full year. Yeah. And we're kind of thinking it's a year. Yeah. Like the way us. it's going. Like, like the way it's going because yeah. like we can't, like it's like we'll give her too much insulin, she bottoms out. And then we give her too little insulin, her sugar ranges in like the 300s and like, which is not good either. But, you know, well, we've talked to our doctors and they're like, it's better for her to kind of be on a little bit of the higher side than to be bottoming out, yeah. you know? So, that's kind of where we are, you know. Thank God for modern technology because now she, we've been blessed with her being able to get on. They call it a Dexcom, and I'm sure you've probably seen the commercials. Like, it's basically it's through Bluetooth, and it just like regulates her blood sugar. Like, it just sends to a monitor, and then it also sends to Jesse's phone. You can set alarms to where, like, if it's too, like, once it gets to a certain level too low, it'll alarm. If it gets to a certain level too high, it alarms. Yeah. And so it allows you to, instead of constantly having to prick and check blood all the time, it just, it kind of, it lets you know. And then, but that does fail. Uh, And so, you know, that gets kind of hairy on those times. But, um, and then now there's a new thing called, it's called an N-pin. And so that's the other thing she's on, which is her insulin pin. Okay. But it has like a, it's kind of cool, like technology-wise, it has like a, like a chip or something. And it like talks to the Dexcom and so like whenever we're now whenever we get ready to like feed her it just says you know you can look at it and then it'll say give this much insulin like you don't yeah. have to do math you don't wow. have to do it just does it for you that's pretty awesome yeah and so uh, so that's been but that's that's relatively new yeah. now um, so 20 years you know, ago like she wouldn't have had a chance no no world. which she would have been like it would have been one of those like once we found out she was diabetic it would have been a lot of pricking and, mm-hmm. and honestly 20 years ago we wouldn't know what was wrong with her. Yeah, like I mean, because yeah. just because yeah, of just this, yeah, this genetic mutation and everything, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't know anything. And like, you know, genetics and neurology is kind of like the, the, you know, I guess I don't know what's called the final frontier, but it's kind of like that's like the, if you want to call it the Pretty open, there, ed, the cutting yeah. edge stuff. That's yeah. where it's starting to happen now, um, because like there's so much stuff that they're starting to find out, like genetically and. 
you know, stuff like that. So it's it you know it's it's been neat. Uh, I'll use the word neat as far as how technology advances, but um, as far as just how like you know dealing with the things we have to deal with with Catherine on day to day is it's just stressful and it's very hard on my wife. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll just be honest. Um, I can imagine. Uh, so like as a you know as a dad, you know. Um, I try to I try to do what I can, but I'll be honest. Like I fall short a lot. You know what advice? Because this is what the whole show is about. What what advice would you give dads? It sounds like the first thing is to lean on your support system, your family, Mm -hmm. uh, your friends, uh, and people who've been through this kind of situation before. Well, I would say this, um, and I and I was. I'm going to kind of use two different people. So I have a good friend of mine that he coached softball. He's, a, he's at Auburn High School, and he's a uh, good friend of mine. And he and I were talking about this. And and, um, and then my wife said this in a, in a time where she was kind of getting on to me. Um, and and this would be the best piece of advice that I would say is that when you're a dad and you're, you're home and you're with family, be present. Be present. Absolutely. And that was what my buddy. That was one of the things that we talked about this like a year or two ago. It's hard and, for guys to be present. It, it, it is. It's so it's hard. So much stuff going through it, our minds, especially nowadays. Oh yeah, with technology that's and everything right. at our fingertips. Yep, yep. And and that's the thing. Like and you know, and my wife said that, and that I would probably say that probably radiates the most with me. And that's something like, and I think I don't know. Maybe I might be the only guy, but I feel like. I feel like me, this whole father thing, like I'm just a constant failure, you know. Um, we all feel like that. Yeah, and that's what I get told by a lot of men, like, you know, older men that I talk to. And um, But, you know, I would probably say that's probably the best piece of advice, and, and it's probably the hardest thing to that's do. That's the number one thing I struggle you know, with. It's, I mean, it's just honest, be present. Yeah, because I have, you know, when I'm at the house, I have editing, and I have, yep. you know, and I've been with, with mixing all day. So then I try to, you know, fold in. I want to have some time with. With my friends and stuff yep. like that online and, right. and playing games and things yep. like that, and uh, and sometimes you get sucked in too much and you you know you're starting to miss out on times that yep. you, you need to spend with your family. Yep. And uh, my wife is always pulling me back in yep. and uh, and and helping me realize you know where I'm failing and and helping yeah. me come back from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, but I, that would probably be the biggest thing. I mean, even. You know, I don't know. I, you know, it's, I'm kind of glad to hear you say that because yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I I think the world of you. Like, I'll see like things that like you're doing, and you're like with mixing. I'm like, dang man, this dude's like, he's got it going on. You know, <laughs> and, and that's and, uh, just the Facebook persona. <laughs> and, yeah, and you know, um, and and that and and then I, you know, and it's funny you say that, like the Facebook persona, because I just like I just had a preacher kind of talk about that. Like, we never post the like we always post the picture perfect stuff yeah, you're posting you know, the happy stuff you know, the happy stuff that you know, you're that happy happens. about yeah. you don't and you know you don't want the I part where like screamed at my yeah, wife yeah, she just hammered me you know uh, <laughs> um but yeah the worst dad yeah, ever yeah yeah that's what you know which um, i do and that's one thing when things are going really bad i do try to put that out there uh, i did it uh, a couple months ago where uh, where I was at a rough period and my wife was just, you know, I was, you know, I was not doing what I needed to do, yeah. you know, as the dad. So I, you know, I just, you know, it's a public apology, you know, just let everybody know that, Hey, it's not, you know, all rosy and, and yeah. perfect out here. Yeah. You know, we're all trying our best and, and, uh, this is me saying that I need help, you know, getting yeah. it done. And, 
and you know, and, and my friends reached out and helped me get yeah. through it. And if you don't put yourself out there like that, you don't necessarily have to put it on Facebook. Sure. But let your group of friends know. You yep. know, re- tell one of them that hey, man, yeah, God, this is happening. Because if you don't tell nobody, you're gonna bottle it up. You're gonna get worse, and you're yeah. just gonna make it worse on your family and yourself. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's you know, I feel like you're just kind of preaching to me now because because uh, like you know, like you know, when I was talking about like as far as being present or whatever, like for me, I'm the type of person that like I get reclusive. Like I could I could be that guy that just kind of like lives in a cabin by himself. Oh, yeah. Like I could I could be that guy. Yeah. Like you know, and like you know, come back out and everybody like who's that woolly booger? You know, like you know, but um, just you know, get some time. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like, and I would be. You know, that's kind of how, like, I guess you could call it like my safe house. Like, I just kind of withdraw to myself. Yeah. And, um, you and are so, your own log cabin. That's right. My, I am my own log cabin. Yeah. And, um, and in the middle of nowhere. And, and so, like, I have to be a little bit, you know, I have to be careful of that because I will. Like, I'll just kind of, I'll go off you know mentally physically and just want to just be away yeah, you're in your and, own world and, and you're not thinking about yeah. what's happening you know and around I, you and there's so many times like i just wonder you know because you we you kind of touched on this just like a little bit you know you're like those maternal instincts but it's like we had like for me you know and i, I see some men that it just seems like like they kind of, I guess they catch on a little bit easier than yeah. others, you know. And but like for me, I'm like, geez, they like, least pretend dude. they do. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe so, you know. But it's like, man, they must have had a really good learner, something, yeah. you know, teacher, excuse me, not a learner, but like of, you know, man, they really taught them some maternal instincts. Because yeah. I'm not grasping those right yeah. now, you know. So, but yeah, uh, I it, still it's just a, crack on my parents. Daily. I'm like, oh, they didn't teach me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I could, uh, I probably would do that. And then my dad, you know, he'd be like, uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I get every time. Like, uh, well, remember that time? That was the lesson you were supposed to learn. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. Just didn't that's learn right. It. That's right. So, but yeah, um, but it, you know, it's it's a it's a learning process. It's a um, it's just something that. You know, you kind of grow and, yeah. and you try to figure things out. And it's just, you know, some people have more complications than others. Yeah. Um, you know, because, but in the end, I think we kind of still deal with the same stuff. Absolutely. You know, everybody's got their own different set of yeah. issues they got to work with. And, you know, to them, they're still on the same level as everyone sure. else's yep. issues. Yep. Uh, and you just got to work through your issues and, mm-hmm. and keep, like you said, keep being present. Yeah. Keep being there in the moment. And you got to keep reminding yourself because you're going to, Forget it, and you're yep. just going to be doing your thing, and you're happy because you're doing your thing. Yep. But there's other people around you that aren't happy. Yep, that's the hardest part. Well, but you know, and and that's the other side too. There are times where like I think I'm happy doing my own thing, and then I find myself getting more miserable. Yeah, you, you know? don't even realize, and I don't even realize I'm making miserable. myself more miserable. Yeah, and then like, and then sometimes it takes a nice swift, you know. Kicking the rear end. Kicking the rear end, <laughs> you know, by the wife. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. I deserve that. You know, but usually. It's always yes, ma'am. Yeah, every time. Well, yeah. You're but right, my, you're right. But for me, it's, you know, I need to say yes, ma'am, and then shut up. Yeah. But that doesn't work. No, so like, I can't do it. It's like, stuff, I can't. I just, like, yeah, it just keeps coming. Why am I like, even talking? Because I, I don't I know what I'm saying. Why am I defending myself? <laughs> well, a lot of it is, why am I trying to defend myself? I know I'm wrong, but I'm still defending. Yeah. I'm making this worse. Just, but you just keep doing it. guy in us. Yeah. It's like, we're right, right? Yeah. No, no, we're not. No, we're right. not. No, we're not. <laughs> but dead government, I'm right. You know, yeah. So. And that's why we let them be right sometimes, even when they're not right. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to let it go. And that's right. you know that 90% of the time it's you anyway, so you probably yep. better give them the 10% anyway. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
So uh, but we'll, we'll run out of time, so we'll finish up okay. with a few things. Uh, I want to know about the coaching. Like, you were all into the coaching. Like, you're in every aspect of it. Sure. And it seems like, yeah. you know, you love what you do, and, and you're yep. really molding young men well, and women. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll kind of try to, because you know, I know we are running short on time. Um, I always tell people this all the time. Like, I I was called into, into teaching and coaching. Um, I actually was going to school for physical therapy. Like, I was exercise science major, and I was getting my prerequisites, because, like, PT, you don't necessarily really major in that. Yeah. Um, and my dad's a preacher and there was a revival at church and I just went down like God was dealing with me about some stuff and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. You know, I'm trying to do what I need to do with, you know, my relationship with God's good. And, and God was like, look, you know, PT's not where I want you. And, and, you know, and I like talked to my dad about it. My dad's like, are you sure? Like, you know, cause like, you know, financially, you know, all that stuff, it's, 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 yeah, it's pretty good, you know? <laughs> And so, anyway, long story short, got called into that, and it's been awesome. You know, now I'm not going to say like my job's like this, like best job ever, um, but it is like what you say. Like These teenagers I, are working it, with, for God's yeah, it, it it is. But I, I I do I love the relationships I'm able to establish with my with my players, and really just like in, in general, like at school, like in the classroom, like there are kids that that like. Uh, they they may not be on my team, yeah. but like you know, they're great kids, and so like I get to relate with them and and just have a relationship with them, and, and it's fun, like uh, just to be able to try to implement a little bit of a little bit of me and hopefully a lot of God yeah. into the lives of the kids that that I'm around every day. And this is you where know? I think it's the most important. Your job is the most important because at this point in their lives, 16, 17, 18, yeah. they're withdrawing from their parents. They sure. don't want to hear what they have to say. Yep. So the role models in their life that matter the most are the coaches, the teachers, yep. the people that are in front of them, and they have to listen to all day every sure. day. <laughs> yeah, they they are, and um, and I guess that's like that's why like you know you, you say like I'm a you know jack of all coaching trades yeah. or whatever. Um, it, it's hard. Like you know I took the interim head football job because there was just some things that just kind of happened with the coaching coaching transition. I just went to my principal. I was like, if you need a fail safe and you need just you know, somebody for a year, yeah. you know, I would, I'd be glad to do it because I had the, like this year's seniors, they were, um, they were in the eighth grade and I had them in the eighth grade, my first year at Strawn and we, they were very successful then and they were great kids then. They're great kids now. They just went through a lot of coaches. And they went through a lot of coaches. Yeah. That's right. And this year they had, they would have had less time with a new coach because yep. the COVID protocols, you didn't well, even get to start practicing until well, COVID, summer. But then our, our football coach actually left like really late. Like he left yeah. in May. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually we call it it's the like, coaching hey, carousel. Find somebody, yeah. Yeah, you call it the coaching carousel. That happens like December. Yeah. You know, and this there's, is May. There's no coaches know? left. Like, yeah. Yeah. So – Anyway, so, you know, I take that, but, and it's because, like, I, I care about the kids. I, I don't think that I'm, like, this, like, world-beater coach or anything. No. But, but like, I, I do, like, I believe that if I invest enough of myself in them and then they just respond with a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, they will be successful. Yeah. And and we were. Like, to we, be honest, we were successful. Going into this season, nobody thought y'all would win a game because <laughs> of the way things yeah. worked out. You had like two months of practice sure. and sure. everything and the COVID protocols and all this yep. stuff. And y'all come out and go, what, 4 0 to start it off? We did. Yeah. We, uh, it was, well, yeah, it was like two. Uh, we might have been three, three, maybe four. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You got but, a few wins. Yeah, we got a few belt. wins on our belt. Yeah. It, it did. It was awesome. Like, you know, it was rocking time, yeah. you know. 
and Kids are uh, the happiest yeah, ever they were been. they were super pumped, you know. But it goes Greatest back. Coach ever. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> no, like no, like it it goes back to they bought in, mm-hmm. like they they bought in they and and they just started playing like they know how. And um and and they you know they were my, more disciplined they, fundamental football. they were and the biggest thing is and and this is what I always I tell people this like teams can be successful if they will listen to one voice you can't listen to multiple voices while being on the playing field absolutely and so like that's why it's so important that like the kids like if they buy into what you're like what you're trying to get them to do they will be successful and wins will take care of themselves because they're giving full effort they're they're and they're listening to what's being taught like i mean i gave a kid with a previous coach that we had he was like he doesn't even teach us like how to do this right and, and or he was like he just told us to go over there and hit this over here or something like that and this was like football and i said you know what i said it doesn't matter if he told you to take your right shoulder and hit that field goal post like every day at practice, and that's all you did at practice. I said, but if you do that 100%, and then you just listen to what he tells you to do, I said, you guys will be successful on that field. Mm-hmm. But I said, if you're constantly listening to all these other voices about how like the coach isn't this, he's not that, he doesn't know this, well, he may not. Yeah. He may not. But when you play together as one unit, it's amazing as to how that one unit overcomes all this individual Absolutely. stuff. It's twice as hard nowadays with all the social media yep. stuff. It's like yep. 20 years ago, you had a newspaper to listen to, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Now yeah. you got like 100 people that think they're all pro scouts yep. you know, trying to say yep. something. And uh, and I just want to say, you know, from uh, just the dad's perspective, and this is going to be something I'm going to have to work with when I go up, is, is – uh, and I know you feel the same. Is is the parents have to help? They have to help right. release, you know, to the coaches so the coaches can do their job. That's right. Because if they're coming home and the coach, oh, coach told me to do this, and he's like, no, you need to do it this way. You've just shot that coach in the in the leg. Yeah, like he has no chance of of teaching your child something if you're going behind them every time. Yeah, there was there was something I actually read like on Instagram, and it said it said one time it said. If you don't believe that a whole season can be torn down by conversations at the dinner table, you're, you know, basically you're, you're definitely been misled, yeah. you know, and and it's not necessarily that like maybe you know, and I go, you know, I go back like it's it's not necessarily that I think like that like all coaches think that parents are dumb, yeah. like that's not the situation. No. It's just if if we we want buy in and we want like them to work together doing the same thing, like. You know, I think about like the, you know, if you've ever seen the movie 300, like the Spartans, like, you know, what did they do? They listened to one voice, they got into their formations, and they destroyed thousands. And they survived as long as they they possibly Mm -hmm. could. I mean, until like somebody snitched on them and told them a little like (laughs) pig trail, you know. The other voices. The other, (laughs) there you go. And, you know, so, so like, you know, and that's, that, it still holds true to today. Like, um, but yeah, like, you know, coaching is, it, it's a blast, you know, um, of course, you know, I was coaching and did the interim football deal. And of course now I have I had my girls basketball uh, team. We came up short this season, like we finished sub regionals. Um, and now but, you're moving on to Auburn university and you're going to coach. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but, um, but we, you know, we had a successful season, you know, with my girls, uh, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted to. Um, but in the end, like yeah, I still ninety nine percent of the time it never ends. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but in the end, I still have a great relationship with my players. You know, I, st- I love you know girls basketball. Um, I was our boys basketball coach for quite a while. This is my third year doing the girls. I had you know three with the boys, and there was a year where I did both at the same time. 
um, and just being able to just interact on with with both, it, it's a blast, yeah. you know. And it was like I told you before, like there's there's so many like there's days where you come over, you're frustrated, you're dog tired, and then there's days where I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to do this, yeah. you know. Um, and last year, of course, I coached softball, and of course that season ended short. Um, and I'd been helping prior to I'd I'd been a head softball coach for a while, but I kind of walked away from that, you know, to just kind of really focus on basketball and. Yeah had to do head football for a bit and of course the season got cut short so um but yeah that's that's coaching you know moral the story yeah go easy on the coaches i mean <laughs> like all these people yeah. freaking out on all these coaches because yeah. they can't win it's like they, you don't know what's going on with their lives yeah, sure. you know they're yeah. doing their best to raise your children and oh, help raise help your children. Raise, yeah, yeah. help them become you know, right. strong uh, men and women. That's right. Uh, that can stand on their own two feet. But uh, I will, and I will say this though, you know, as far as as a coach, like if that is something that like you see that like your coach is not doing, yeah, you definitely have cause yeah. for yeah. if they you know, only care about winning and yeah, don't care and, about and they, what, and they don't care about the children. health of your child. They don't mm-hmm. care, you know. To me, that's a problem. Yeah, like you know, um, you know, so. Yeah, but yeah, just you know, and it's hard to do. Yeah. Like it really is. I mean, I, I was worried about myself when Clara, you know, she played uh, soccer. I think it was like last year. We didn't do it this year because of COVID. But um, you know, she was out there playing soccer, and I'm like, oh man, you know, what kind of parent am I gonna be? Because like, I cannot be the coach. Like yeah. you know, I can't be the coach. But the good thing is, I don't know anything about soccer. There you go. And you know, at that point in time, like. Clara was by far not the best player on the team. So, like, you know, when the best player got pulled out and Clara got put in, you know, then the coaching instincts, I was like, why are they taking him out? You yeah. know, I was get like, my daughter get, off her, get her off the field. You know, and we're ahead, you know. And, uh, but of course, I don't yell that or anything, but, you know, you know, that's kind of my thought process. And, uh, you know, my, you know, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's fun yep. you know it really is coaching is it, it's fun and it's just like any other job you have your stressors uh you have good days you have bad days yep. and you have uh sometimes even really great days you and know? that's the dad life that's right, right. There. that's in it in general you just said it you know being a coach being whatever you're doing out there as a dad whatever job you have you know yep. you've got your stresses come home to those smiling kids and give, right. give them everything you got that's right that's right. Be present. All right. Well, that's all we got time for today. I appreciate you coming yep. by. And uh, we'll it. definitely have you back on to hear more about your stories here in the next right. couple of years. Sounds good. And to see how the children are growing. And, all right. And we're going to, you know, pray for Catherine to, Absolutely. you know, to have some, some miracles show up in her life to, to really help that. her uh, come along in her journey. Yep. Thank right. you. If that's not how you end a season, then I just don't know how you do it. Big thanks to all of our guests this year. We put some amazing memories to audio, and even if no one else listens to these, I know it's something I'll be able to leave my son, and hopefully it will help him when his parenting journey begins. For Zach Marston, a.k.a. Sketch, and Skip Enzer, the Can't Skip This, this has been Season 1 of In Dad We Trust. Make sure you subscribe for updates on Season 2, coming this summer or sooner.